0: Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 18th Wednesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer for BlazersEdge.com, former Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to the show. Watch the Blazers on tape delay tonight Uh, again, just because they really haven't uh, earned it to 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 be watched live anymore. They just there's not, you know. They laid an egg again tonight. They lost by 22-107-85 at Charlotte. Charlotte, who had just previously been the losers of five in a row. They have a get-right game against the Blazers. Portland started the game off well. They were up by three after the first quarter. But... Uh, it, things. Uh, Portland was really never able to slow the Hornets down in this game. It was a slow pace game. The Hornets really uh, kept the pace slow throughout, but they were efficient uh, in scoring the basketball on the night. Kemba Walker was 8 of 14 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3. Really hurt the Blazers with 23 points, 5 assists. But the Hornets bench uh, also was really dominant in this game. Roy Hibbert and Frank Kaminsky both played very well off the bench. uh, Really hurt and, and definitely outplayed Portland's backup big men, which tonight were... Myers Leonard and Noah Vonley Ed Davis sat in this game with a left ankle injury. So they did not have him, but, uh, so I don't, I don't, I'm not, I am not i do not know what that would have done. I know that Ed is, uh, a, a very good player and he's definitely a better player. Uh, I think than Myers and, uh, Vonley, he didn't get to play tonight. And, and the, Hornets, big men off the bench, really took advantage in this game. Uh, Marco Bellinelli uh, on the perimeter also had a very good game off the bench. He had 13 points on 5 of 8 shooting. The Hornets really attacked the Blazers by forcing Lillard and McCollum specifically to really just run around a lot of screens and and have to uh move off the ball portland normally gets uh flack for for their pick and roll defense i i criticized their pick and roll defense the other night and there were times tonight where i was still a little confused with some aspects of their defense but uh one very simple thing that the hornets did was just tire lillard and mccollum out running around screens And, uh, it led to a lot of good shots and then those shots and, uh, led to some overhelping and then miscommunications and then, and just breakdowns all over the place. And, uh, Portland's pick and roll defense tonight, or not their pick and roll defense, but I guess some of their strategy against, uh, Charlotte's, uh, big men was just kind of, you know, let them shoot and, uh. The Hornets made their shots. And so I guess that's a trade off you're going to take. You'd rather have Roy Hibbert or Cody Zeller shooting a mid range jumper, uh, than Walker or Batum or Marvin Williams or Bellinelli getting shots. So you definitely see the cost benefit analysis there. But I think the extent to which they laid off of them was just a little much sometimes, you know, completely com- leaving them wide open. These guys are still NBA players. Uh, and, uh, It hurt them at times tonight, but I don't think that was the big time. There was just one little nitpicky thing I saw. For the most part, though, the Hornets really deserve uh, a lot of credit just for a really smart strategy, and that's uh, Bellinelli, Batum, Kemba Walker getting them off the ball, getting the ball out of their hands, tiring them out. And and, and the Hornets are a really well-coached team that runs their sets really well, uh, you, you could see a lot of times they would kind of set up like they were going to set a screen off the ball uh, on one play where Lillard was on Kemba Walker and Walker darts, you know, jukes one way as Kaminsky it looks like he's ready to set the screen. So they're really honest to, to that look. But then he goes the other way, completely lose Lillard, completely loses him and, and it leads to a wide open shot. Obviously you would like the defense there from Lillard, Lillard to be a little bit stronger but uh it it is it is tiresome especially when when they're going at you for the whole game but uh that's something that uh smart teams will do and the Hornets are a very smart team they haven't played well as of late but uh they played well tonight and Portland seems to be a a game that gets you right Uh, (laughs) a a team that you you play against when you want to kind of bounce back and get out of a slump. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and the Hornets did just that, yeah. 110 offensive rating tonight and great defense as well by the Hornets. I thought tough matchup or a really good matchup, I should say, for a team like Portland where uh, they have two bigger wing players that they can put on uh, – the Lillard and McCollum, they can switch a lot and not really get caught into any weird situations. Marvin Williams playing the four is a really mobile four. So you you can really kind of stay in front of the Blazers on a lot of stuff. And uh Portland had their had their spurts at times, but they didn't have quite the night that they needed from Lillard and McCollum and quite frankly from everybody else on the roster uh, nobody really shot that well from beyond the arc and the team shot 35% as a whole so Lillard and McCollum they were both 7 of 18 tonight which isn't great but isn't horrible uh, and, and and the rest of the team just didn't do enough to support them on a night when they weren't as great as they normally are and uh, on the offensive end, uh, defensively they had their struggles, but tonight uh, they also needed to get picked up on the offensive end, and and, and they didn't get that help tonight. Uh, you look down the rest of the roster at the three point shooting: Alfred Kaminiu, one of five; Alan Crabb, one of three. Yeah, it's not so bad. Myers Leonard, one of three; More Harkless, one of four. And and. I, I talked about Aminu on uh, with with Dan Carbaugh on the last episode and on the mid season report on Locked On NBA, and, and it it is a it is a problem. I think I know a lot was made about Evan Turner and, and and his impact on the team in the early going, but he's kind of stabilized into the player that I think he the the player that he can be, the player that Portland wants him to be. He's he has I think done really well at setting guys up lately he has played better I don't know if he's going to dig out of that plus minus hole but he has been better but um and and Alfred Caminu, no doubt has a positive impact on the team that is you can definitely say that he has a more positive impact than Turner has had and Portland entered this season with building their identity around Lillard, McCollum, and Aminu at the four because they were changing their starting lineup, moving him to power forward, and uh, that was going to be their identity because it was a really strong lineup for them at the end of the season and it went really well. But I think when they're projecting their season and they're figuring out the type of team they can be, they're probably thinking best-case scenario, and and, and and last year, Aminu's three-point shooting, that might have been the best-case scenario. Maybe he bounces back eventually. Uh, maybe he has another good year next year, or he, he, he catches fire at some point, but I'm not seeing it. He, he seems to uh, lack confidence in shooting it. It seems like he's shooting it less and less as the games go by. He, he made a three tonight in the, in the third quarter, but he, yeah, his, his jumper just hasn't been the same. He shot 36% last season. I think they thought that he was going to shoot that well again, and you can't blame them because maybe they thought to themselves, hey, we were on to something. We just empowered him to shoot more threes, and he really took advantage of the opportunity, and that's going to continue because that was the sample size. That's what the sample size was. From all of last season, led you to believe, and even though he didn't shoot that well in the Clippers series, he really shot well in the Warriors series. So that is what helps to give you a shot. That's what made the Blazers, I think, believe in this construct of this lineup. I don't, I don't. That that's why I I, I think they made that change. That's why they were going to that stylistic change because they thought it was going to help them win ball games. But in the NBA these days if you if you're, if you're going to have a if you're going to play small ball if you're going to have a guy that's uh, playing to stretch four and you're having him out there to space the floor he actually needs to be able to space the floor what makes Draymond Green such a dangerous player and what makes his playmaking so great is that not only can he playmake he can also shoot the ball well from three point range now and you know, you, you let him shoot but the reason the Warriors are so good is that he is also a threat to shoot when he's wide open and and Aminu hasn't been that threat. He hasn't even been close to average. He he's shooting 26% and for a guy that you count on to shoot a lot of threes in an offense that is designed to be to spread the wealth so that everybody gets shots to keep the defense on their toes. You need to pay. You need to make the defense pay. You you have to make the defense pay for forcing the ball out of Lillard and McCollum's hands. And Harkless has done a good job in those situations for the most part this season, but Aminu hasn't, and I think that is uh, really holding the Blazers back. I I I know that he's been hurt and he hasn't been there uh, for the whole season, but at some point, that three point shooting is going to become a problem, and I think. Perhaps this struggling offense as of late, the last couple of games, could be uh, part of that. I, 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 I think I think Aminu's shooting is definitely a factor in that because he hasn't really shot that well from three, and I think in, in the way the game is played now, and the way the Blazers structured their team, they needed him to make three-pointers, and he's just not making them. And he is the third most important player on this team. And you needed him to play defense and to help space the floor because that's what he did last year. That's what made him such a great compliment to CJ and Dame. And that's why the Blazers were able to win so many games last year. The two things go hand in hand. You've got to have both. And Aminu has brought the defense. They are a much more respectable defensive team now that he's come back. But he has to shoot. He has to make shots at some point because they've got to have some semblance of both around Lillard and McCollum. Because as we saw tonight, some nights they're not going to be able to muster enough offense by themselves to carry the Blazers over the top. They attract attention, they create a lot of open looks, and they create opportunities. But if the guys around them aren't making shots like they were tonight... It, it it's gonna hurt, and I think the Blazers had what, a thirteen point fourth quarter. Obviously, you take that with a grain of salt because they they bench their starters with with four minutes left. But uh, still, not a, not a good night. And 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 Portland is in is in trouble. I mean, they. Well, it depends on what part of the uh, the fan the fan base you lie on. I think they're in trouble. I think making the playoffs is important to this team because while I hear the argument that being in the eighth seed is the worst possible place you can be from a numbers perspective. I don't necessarily know if Portland is in really a position to uh, play the numbers and, and, and I, I don't necessarily see how the late lottery is that much better than the eighth seed and just outside the lottery. I don't, I don't really see that at this point because I don't, I I don't necessarily think that Portland is going to be bad enough to get that high of a pick. Granted right now, the Western conference picture is worse, at least in the the eight seed where Portland is, is worse than the, that same part of the Eastern conference playoff picture. So their pick could be higher than we think. So, That is a factor in the conversation. But I just think for the growth of the team, I just think that not making the playoffs would be really would be a real drag on the growth, a real drag on the morale, because even though Houston last year had a really rough season, I do think that making the playoffs, though, on some level that Harden got that team to the playoffs still, even though it was a really bad year. I think that that helps in some way. Uh, I think it helps show that even in a rough season, you can still be one of the eight best teams. And I think that that matters. I I think that that matters to other players that you are consistently working towards winning. And if Portland lets this season kind of slip away, it doesn't really speak that well, I don't think, to their outlook or at least to their perception. And perception matters, especially when it comes to uh, potentially trying to get uh, other players interested in playing for your team. So I, even though Portland doesn't have any cap space, I still think that that, that matters. And – uh right now they're, they're in ninth place right now. They're actually a game out of the eighth seed behind Denver. Denver, uh, is at 17 and 23. Portland is at 18 and 26. And Denver has won three in a row and the Blazers have lost three in a row. So two teams right now going in opposite directions. Uh, and, and and Portland's vulnerable. They, uh, may not make the playoffs. I, I, they don't look like a team that is making strides towards being a team that makes the playoffs. It reminds me a lot of Houston last year, as I mentioned, but it's it's a weird thing because it's like, it's like Houston last year except everybody on the team likes each other. Everybody on the team seems to not have a problem with each other. It doesn't seem like anyone is... Uh, unhappy with each other. Obviously they're unhappy with losing, but they're. it doesn't seem like there there's any the type of chemistry issues that I guess you that that, that that plagued the Rockets last year and made them such a bad team. I, I remember being at the Moda Center last year when Jason Terry was in the in the media room yelling that the the and, and cursing about the Rockets not being able to be a team that wins and and, and all this stuff and, and and just how much discord there was and how Daryl Morey and, and and Dwight Howard and James Harden all had to have a meeting at the Moda Center you know that stuff's not happening Portland had a, a film session as reported by uh the Oregonian and and, and Comcast where they were uh picking plays apart and talking and, and and going over things and tossing out suggestions and all that. And it seems like everyone's still pretty collaborative from uh, what we're hearing, but it just seems like it's just not working. It's just this weird thing where it's there's no discord for the most part, except for maybe the Festus Azili thing. But... And the Festa Sicily thing, I mean, if you don't remember the the CJ McCollum, Festa locker room thing that came out in the ESPN article, but other than that, it, they haven't really had any discord. This team seems to get along fine, yet they have a really hard time maintaining momentum anytime something goes their way. It, tonight, they, they, they had some, some good moments in fast breaks, but... It's, they also seem like a team that doesn't take advantage enough of uh, of opportunities like that. And the Hornets are are, are a good uh, transition defense team. They're well-coached again, but uh, the Blazers seem like they, they can't take advantage of opportunities. They can't capitalize on momentum. The Cleveland win seemed like a moment that they would capitalize on, but they just wouldn't. And that's kind of been their season. Anytime you think they're going to turn the corner, they don't turn the corner. They they have a letdown. They have a setback. And, and, and that's just kind of been their season. And, and then you also have times where it's like, you know, what if they just got the right bounces last year? What if they just were super fortunate? I mean, you see moments like they're down by 15. CJ McCollum steals the ball, dives out of bounds, throws it back, and it lands right into Kaminsky's hands. Who passes it to Michael Kidd-Gilchrist to give it to Batum, who dunks it, and that's with about like nine minutes left or something like that. I mean, that stuff just kind of happened. Or or Roy Hibbert trying to throw a pass and it going into the hoop. You know, that type of stuff happened tonight too. So it, it luck swings with stuff like this. There are different years. There are off years. Sometimes you have it. And sometimes you don't. It's just a sometimes. It, Sports are like that. Sometimes luck is involved. Portland's problems are not related to luck, but uh, it seems like when things aren't going well, maybe things are piling up and and, and you start to see these things pop up. But uh, those were two moments, the Hibbert pass that went into the hoop and the the McCollum steal that led to a basket were two of those moments where you're just like, you know what, I I don't know sometimes. I guess... uh, the best word to to choose the Blazers, uh, to describe the Blazers, is enigmatic because uh, they're just very confusing. I think a lot of people thought that they were going to be good. Some people didn't think they were going to be good, and those people seem to have been proven right uh, this season. And but then they also have moments where where they look like a really solid team. They they look like they're playing great, but they. Uh, have not been doing that on a consistent basis and they're not a good team they're just not they're they're uh right now they're closer to uh yeah they're closer to the bottom of the lottery basically than they are uh the fifth seed which is where i think a lot of people including myself thought they would be so they're closer right now to getting the number one pick than they are uh to getting the fifth seed even so i mean it's crazy right now uh been a been a real real rough season so far for the blazers and it and tonight i don't know if tonight's rock bottom to be honest with you because this team has found new ways to create rock bottom there 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 is more terrain to unearth i think uh there i i don't know if really that it can't get worse you know I, i i as much as uh i mean i'm Philly is playing really well. They could totally lose to Philly. This trip could be an 0-4 trip. So no, it's not rock bottom. Because they could keep losing. So uh keep your hard hats on. Cause I don't I don't see it getting any smoother. They got Boston on Saturday, I believe. They have Philly, excuse me, they have Philly on Friday, Boston on Saturday. So that's going to be fun for them to play a game in Philly and then have a back-to-back against a really good Boston team in Boston where Portland has had a lot of trouble. And, again, anywhere on the road, they have trouble this season. So, yeah, keep the hard hats on. It's not going to be a smooth ride. The Blazers lose on Wednesday night 107-85 to the Charlotte Hornets. Their third straight loss, they fall to 18-26, and 26, now a full game back of the Denver Nuggets for the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Thank you for listening to another edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please be sure to check out uh, my part on the Locked On NBA midseason report and also definitely check out and listen to all of the midseason reports from the Eastern Conference, which we did over the past couple of weeks and the first half of the Western Conference, which we I was featured on, uh, which includes the Rockets and the Warriors and, and, and some other Western Conference teams that are better than Portland and some that are worse because there are some of those. But anyway, uh, until next time, I think next time will be after the Philly game, uh, but maybe we'll surprise you until then. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On Blazers on iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, Google Play, TuneIn FM. Tell a friend, leave a five-star review, and we'll be back with you soon.